You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 27. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I love the folksy sound of this week's song, You Will Remain by All Sons and Daughters. But even more, I love how it points us to adoration of our glorious God. And in its purest form, that always, that adoration always comes from the Word. My goal each week is to use Christian music to motivate you to interact with God's Word. But ultimately, that is so that you can get to know Him. He is our goal. He is our prize. And as God reveals Himself to us through the truth of His Word, our response should be worship. It should come naturally. It's not something that you check off of a list. It's not contrived. It, it should be a natural response. In episode 17, I take time to unpack a model for prayer that I use, and it follows the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S, and that stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and and. Uh, supplication or prayer. And this song is a perfect song to sing to God as your time of adoration. It reminds us of so many of God's characteristics that we can sing back to him in praise. So let's jump right in. are my strength. My research this week brought me to Psalm 118, and one of my favorite verses about God being my strength is Psalm 118:14. That's going to be our memory verse this week, and it says, "The Lord is my strength and my song; he has become my salvation." Well, why is it one of my favorites? Well, not only is he my strength, but he's my song, of course. And I love music and I love to sing, so I just love this idea. And as with any time that I feel drawn to a particular verse, I explore what? The context. So remember, now one type of context of any verse or section of scripture means that you'll look at the verses or chapters around it. Now, in a psalm, each psalm stands on its own. Many psalms were written as songs of hymns or praise. So the book of psalms is like a whole bunch of different, a book of different songs. And so to understand the context of a psalm, looking at those verses around the verse that you're looking at, you just have to spend some time in that one psalm and and explore the whole thing. You don't have to read the chapter before and after because the psalm before or after may not be related in any way to the psalm that you're reading. So as I was listening to this song, and as it relates to Psalm 118, I saw the following things. I saw that the Lord is my strength. I saw that he has made his light to shine upon us. I saw that his steadfast love endures forever. So what will jump out at you when you read this psalm? 
I can't answer that for you, but I can encourage you to spend some time in Psalm 118 this week. Do you need freedom? Well, this psalm tells us that he sets us free. Do you struggle with fear? This psalm reminds us that the Lord is on our side and that I don't need to fear. Do you need stability? This psalm reminds us that his steadfast love endures forever. Do you need help? This psalm reminds us that God is our helper. Do you need to feel safe? This psalm tells us to take refuge in the Lord. In fact, it goes so far as to say not to depend on man or government to provide refuge. So again, as you read this psalm, what will you see? Well, that was fun, and I can really get distracted when I read God's Word. Isn't that wonderful, getting distracted by God's Word? I really want you to get lost in it, too. If you never got beyond the first stanza of the song, but you got lost in God's Word for a while, well, you've won. So where were we? Okay, so the song says, You, O Lord, are my strength, humbly came my soul to save, light the way. Well, even this psalm reminds us that the Lord is God and that he has made his light to shine upon us. It says that in Psalm 118. So what light is that? Well, it's the light of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who humbly humbly came to earth as a man to save our souls. He came to light the way. In John chapter 8, Jesus said this of himself. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Yes and amen. is found in you, Christ in me, all things true, all things pure, all things good. Colossians 1.27 says that Christ is in us, the hope of glory, and that this is a mystery. Are you willing to praise God for the mysteries? I'm one of those kinds of people that really likes things to be revealed. I like figuring things out. I, I don't really like open-ended. I'm not really intrigued with mystery. I'm really more frustrated by it. I mean, I can read a mystery or watch a mystery on TV because I know that in the end, the author will bring it to conclusion. But overall, I'm, it's not, I'm not a fan. But there are many, many elements of our faith that are designed to be a mystery and will remain so until Christ returns. And I believe some even into eternity because ultimately, God is God and we are not. He's infinite. There's going to be mystery surrounding our God. And for me, in this song, I love, I, there is a mystery of, of in the name of God, and that is the I am. I just couldn't get past that idea. You are the great I am. And when thinking about that name, the name I am, I just love how God first introduces himself using that name. And it's found in Exodus chapter 3 when Moses encounters 
the burning bush. And if you've never heard or read this story for yourself, there's just no time like the present to jump in there. But as a summary, Moses was tending sheep and he came upon a bush that was on fire, but it wasn't burning up. And so when he approached the bush, God spoke to Moses from the bush and he said, and here's what I find interesting. He starts out by saying, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But later in the conversation, after God has given an assignment to Moses, he's given him an assignment to go and free his people from Pharaoh, free the Hebrews from Pharaoh. Moses protests. He says, if I go to the people of Israel and tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell him? Tell them, God replies to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my eternal name, my name to remember for all generations. Isn't that fascinating? So here you get to see God. God reveals himself characteristic by characteristic, name by name throughout the Bible. And here he first introduces himself as the I am. And I just love that. But of course, even in that, there is some mystery. What does that mean completely? And I think that's what's so wonderful. God is God. He's bigger than our complete understanding of him. But if you jump to the New Testament, in John chapter 8, you see quite an interesting exchange between Jesus and a crowd of people in the temple. And the exchange ends with this statement. Jesus answers, answered, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. So, if you are a New Testament Jew and you're hanging out in the temple, you know the story of Moses. Your family taught it to you from the beginning. Maybe you even made burning bushes with sticks in the backyard and acted out a scene with a pretend Moses made of rocks, you know, so he wouldn't catch on fire. You know who the I am is. You know when God first introduced himself as I am. And here's this guy who claims to be I am. And I can see why they picked up stones to kill him. They were missing it. They were missing that he was the Messiah. But please, oh please, don't you miss it. Jesus came. He humbly came our soul to save. But he was not just a man. He was the great I am in their midst. He is the great I am in our midst. Just that name reminds us of the mystery. I am. You are what? You know, I listen to the message station on Sirius XM, and there's this thing that they play where the announcer, you know, says something like, um, God is. And he says, God is what? Oh, I get it. God is. You know, so there's that mystery, the, the fullness, this thing that's just kind of beyond our understanding. But I think it's interesting. I think because we're human, God kind of maybe feels sorry for us. And he knows that we need something. We need some sort of list. We need some sort of I am what uh, beyond that so that we can begin to fathom at least in a small way. Because we really can't fathom I am. Then Jesus gives us a few uh, I am's. And he says, I am the bread of life. 
He says, I am the light of the world. He says, I am the door. I am the good shepherd. At one point he said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the true vine. I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the great I am. And then the song goes on to allude to this truth found in Revelation 1.8 when Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. this beautiful song of adoration, I can only move to an attitude of confessing his great love for me and thankfulness for his salvation and a prayer that as he remains, that I too would remain in him and that I would bear much fruit for his glory and not my own. So what's next? Well, spend some time in Psalm 118 this week. It's a good one. I told you what I saw, but I really want to know what God may reveal to you. And he's not going to reveal it by you just listening to this podcast. I've mentioned it before. You know, I love that um, you're listening. I'm so thankful. I'm honored. I'm humbled. I'm a little overwhelmed that you're listening to me right now. But I, my whole goal is to get you to to be motivated to interact with God's Word. And I use that word interaction because that may mean reading. Um, But I've talked about studying and meditating and memorizing and singing and all of these ideas. These are just ways to interact with God's Word that it would become alive and true in your life. And so I, I... I have not achieved my goal by you listening. I have not achieved my goal by people downloading this podcast. My, I've achieved my goal by you actually picking up your Bible this week and reading Psalm 118 yourself. And even to go beyond reading, pull out your journal, jot these notes down. What do you see? Underline some things in your Bible. Underline those things that jump out at you right now. I made a list earlier, but you make your own list and let God begin to reveal things to you through his word. And then, for heaven's sakes, return back to God what he has poured into you out of worship and adore him for these things that he's revealed to you. Also, you could spend some time in John chapter 8. It is really, really good. It's full of good stuff. I really barely referred to it, but it's there that Jesus tells us that he is the light of the world, and it's there that he reveals himself as the I am, and it all happens in this discussion that he has in the temple when he sat down to teach the people gathered there. And I want you to note what happens right before he begins his teaching in verse 12. There's a little story that happens 
right before that. And so you begin to see this teaching in context of what's happening there. Again, just a little mystery that you can resolve in your own mind by picking up your Bible this week and looking at John chapter 8. And so while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Just hop on Twitter. I'm at Michelle Nizat, or I'm on Facebook as well. Facebook.com forward slash Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. Let's talk about what you're learning. You can also leave a comment on this week's show notes, michellenizat.com forward slash 27. Just a few quick announcements as we close out today. One of the ways to internalize God's Word so that you can talk about it from memory is by having it in front of you every day. And so just as a gift to you, I've created free memory verse resources each week that tie into the podcast for that week. And you can download these free resources if you're a member of my email list. It's real easy to sign up, michellekneesat.com, and there's a sign up on the right-hand side of the page. And uh, this resource includes smartphone uh, downloads, uh, desktop, tablet downloads, or even printables. And you can head over to my website and uh, subscribe to my email list. And I promise I won't share your information and I won't bombard you with email, but that resource is, is there for you. And next, I really appreciate your reviews on iTunes. I mean, it's an encouragement to me, but it's also a testimony to others that this podcast is really worth listening to. It keeps my podcast visible to new listeners. So my promise to you is that if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. So head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash review. It should take you to the page in iTunes to review that podcast. You just click on ratings and reviews and rate the podcast and write a review. I would really appreciate it. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. My next podcast will be on This Is Amazing Grace by Phil Wickham. If you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it? I've made it really easy. Just one click. You can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 27. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.